You're listening to a podcast from STI. I'm Sean Cassidy, social media editor for STI's journal. I'm here with Marita Vandelar from ECDC in Sweden at the STI AIDS World Congress. Marita, um, you've just um, chaired a symposium looking at some of the challenges in the sexual health of men who are sex with men. Mm-hmm. For our listeners who, who weren't able to attend, can you sort of recap what some of those challenges might be? Um, in in European Union, we face that uh, we see that MSM carry the highest burden of HIV infections. Uh, about 30 percent, 39, 40 percent of new diagnoses are in MSM. But same goes for syphilis, where more than 40 percent of the syphilis infections is being diagnosed in MSM. And the same goes for gonorrhea, and then also the co-infections with hepatitis C and uh, LGV. So there is enough reason to think about why our prevention um, so far didn't work. Um, When HIV came along in the 80s, we saw a huge decrease in in those STI, and many gay men died. Um, When the uh, effective retroviral therapy came along, we saw an increase of uh, sexual behavior, and we saw the um, STI almost from being eradicated, uh, booming back up to very, very high levels. So something must have um, not reached uh, the, uh, the the gay men who engage in, in uh, risky sexual behaviour. So what we try to do, because we have been looking at those data, we have been reviewing the different uh, STI, HIV prevention interventions, and we have been looking in, in what works, and we haven't done very well yet in implementing that we know what works. And of, of course, I mean, every country has their different healthcare system. Uh, the, the gay communities are different. Uh, they travel, so there is a lot of international networking going on. And uh, at the European Union, we have the, uh, we have the ambition and the, and, and the goal to produce a comprehensive approach to uh, disease prevention in the context of sexual health. So to, to health, health, gay men health as a, as a priority. Um, and of course, this is not easy as we have to deal in European Union with the different uh, political and structural uh, settings in, the, in different countries. And some countries are less gay-friendly than other countries. Some countries have uh, gay-friendly clinics and they have specialized services for gay men. So we will look in all of this um, to see what, what we could identify as a best practice and, and try to implement this and advocate for this so that other countries do not have to learn the same lesson, but they can learn from others and uh, improve uh, their prevention and uh, sexual health of, of gay men in, in those countries. So I think we had a we, we just had a session with four speakers, and I think it went very well because they were... Um, very different speakers with different backgrounds, with different roots in in gay men's health. And I was very much impressed with Graham Hart, the way he tried to uh, divide the HIV epidemic into three phases and uh, highlighting the the current situation where treatment is available and where lots of STI and HIV are ongoing. 
And of course, we, we know from the big, big AMAS study in Europe that uh, a proportion of gay men is not happy. Uh, if, if you look at what makes them happy or makes them unhappy, actually to be in a stable relationships would make many gay men very happy. And I think this is almost contradictory to uh, the numbers of such partners that some of the gay men have. And um, we're not going to judge from one against the others. What we try to do is to provide a guidance that will fit all so that you, they can choose from, as they, as one speaker said, from a Swedish smorgasbord, that you can choose and pick what you like to and which matches your health needs uh, and, and, and sexual lifestyle better than, than others. Um, I mean, for us at the EU level, it would be more... Uh, a ch more of a challenge to 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 convince um, countries and governments to um, to endorse uh, the guidance and to start implementing this. Thank you for that. And it, so it sounds like there are a lot of challenges, but also a lot of promising work in the future. Then, um, Marita, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.